It's Friday, July 17th, and we promised you part two, even though we're burnt and broken from a gorgeous day out in Lake Superior. You're in the doghouse. What's up everybody, it is your boy D-Roy, find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, that is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. Let's face it, by now if you haven't figured out how to get a hold of me on those two handles, you are stupid, and we're going to have Paul come over and hit you over the head with a tag hammer, because you are completely not listening to this podcast whatsoever. Uh, Venmo is open, uh, Dennis-Roy-14 over there. If you care to donate, of course, you do not have to donate if you want to get a hold of these great ADP charts, uh, depth charts, everything that I produce goes out for free, so be sure to hit me up for them. But any which way, we got wide receivers, tight ends, and defenses to go over Big Paul. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm a little burnt. Uh, but I am good. Not as burnt as I am. No, you're red. You're no. red and crispy. No. It looks no. painful. The Polish assassin is, uh, <laughs> he did a little bit too much under the sun today. <laughs> but uh, it's neither here nor there. At least it, it beat, uh, it beat uh, the zoo yesterday where we had to deal with uh, a Karen over there who didn't want to wear her. Her fucking face mask in a in a closed building. It was that's the only spot that you had to have it in was in the buildings, and she did a complete flip out. So, I've we've seen we've seen the wild Karens in person, and uh, they're yeah. like gremlins. You had water, and they start multiplying all of a sudden. There's Karens <laughs> everywhere, and it's driving the whole country mad. We gotta rid uh, this earth of Karens. Oh, and there's Karens on every damn topic. Who gives a shit yeah, right here? It's just, God damn it, just be pleasant. <laughs> don't, don't, you don't have to be a complete asshole. I'm going to be an asshole just because I choose to. Yeah. But I don't do it out in public. I do it over this microphone because uh, it's safe. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if I went off on, I could go off on some people and they'd be like, I'm going to choke that motherfucker out. I'm just gonna hide behind this keyboard, though. Yeah, yeah, you little <laughs> keyboard assassins. I'm probably not even. I'm not much better. <laughs> Karen. No, <laughs> fucking Karen. Fucking come on, fucking Karen. But uh, yeah, let's <laughs> let's get it going into those wide receivers. Uh, same as yesterday, we'll start out with the top ten, and then work down uh, eleven through twenty, and then we'll definitely get twenty-one through thirty. And then we'll see if we can eye some sleepers that we're maybe looking at <clears throat> in here. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, Michael Thomas is going to be your number one 
uh, wide receiver. Devontae Adams at two. Julio Jones has jumped up to number three, uh, displacing one DeAndre Hopkins, who is actually behind Tyreek Hill at four. Hopkins at five. Chris Godwin at six. Kenny Galladay at seven. Allen Robinson at eight. Odell Beckham Jr. at nine. And Mike Evans at ten. Mm. So... How do you feel about that with the Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins kind of flip-flopping here? Um, the Julio Jones, I, I think I'm actually pretty, I don't know, I'm fine with that. But I, Tyreek Hill is the guy that I think needs to drop down. Really? Yeah, I, I put Hopkins over Hill. I like Hill, but there's so many weapons in Kansas City and... Hopkins is Hopkins going to be the man in Arizona? I'm not sure yet. It's got a friendly offense. He hasn't done anything yet there. Yeah. But Julio Jones is Matt Ryan's back pocket guy, so I, I'm happy with Julio Jones there. Hill, I think, like I said, has too many uh, weapons in that offense. So he's a, I mean, he's a big play guy. He's just not something you can rely on every week. But then there's the week where he gives you the 150 yards and two touchdowns. So right. that's, that's the danger with Tyreek Hill. Well, it's kind of it's. And if you're gonna go with the top four or five guys, you want something that's consistent every week as your main number one. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think you could say you could kind of say the same thing about Julio Jones, just in the fact of um, he does get the targets, but the overall production because he doesn't get the touchdowns, like say, you know, some of the other guys in your top wideout positions, um, he tends to fade every once in a while because they'll double cover him and go ahead and just leave, you know. Uh, Calvin Ridley open, you know, they had Amari Cooper, who was, or not Amari Cooper, um, God, Hooper, Austin Hooper, the at, tight, at tight end, and they were taking advantage of that. Um, Julio Jones, I think, definitely earns, is always earns, like, a top five spot in my, in my heart of hearts. Um, just he was scoring touchdowns last year. Uh, not, not as many as a lot of people were thinking, though, they looking for that positive regression and I think they're looking for that positive regression again this year on there but I don't know because there's so much there's so much hype on on Calvin Ridley that I don't know it's it's just weird I think to see a one week swap like that you know because it's it's been consistently Hopkins Hill and then Julio and then all of a sudden this week it flipped so somebody was talking so couple of people were talking about this and I think we're oh we better get back on the Julio train not even, not even I, don't, I don't know if it's so much Julio Jones as it is oh. just the worries about DeAndre Hopkins yeah. in the offense and is he going to command that ball from Kyler Murray and they're going to make it a point to get him that ball because you're going to have, you still have Larry Fitzgerald there. You have uh, Christian Kirk there. Yep. And then you're going to have Kenyon Drake, who's going to get uh, some of the target, past targets in the, you know, at the running back Wasn't position. Wasn't there a, a Keyshawn Johnson, too, like a rookie receiver? Yeah, that was he was a rookie there. last year. Didn't... His second year, but 
I'm not really. There's the little white boy. I'm not really looking at him so much. Yeah. Um, there was one kid, uh, Hakeem Butler, who is going to be back from injury from last year. That's getting a little bit of talk up in there. Andy so. Isabella, no. I, yep. I was never a real big Andy Isabella guy. Um, just for the fact that, you know, Isabella should be here where Christian Kirk is, but he's not better than Christian Kirk. I have a lot of faith in Christian Kirk as a wide receiver, in this, especially in this offense. But um, I think another thing with Julio Jones, though, too, is you, you can make a case that he's got Calvin Ridley in there, um, you know, across from him, and then you'd have – you know, Russell Gage in the slot, who I don't think is really going to command that many targets Ooh. on there. <laughs> Hayden Hurst, who comes over from Baltimore. Mm, I like that. Now he fills the Austin, Austin Hooper role, which is a very good spot right there. We'll get to him at tight end. But, I mean, outside of really, like, Todd Gurley, you know, if they're going to utilize him in the passing game, it's still, it's, it's still, here's your number one target. Probably your number two right here in Ridley, number three in Hayden Hurst, although he's a top target as far as the tight end's concerned in this offense because um, Cotter likes the tight end in there. So, I mean, you got one, two. Your progression is Jones, Ridley, Hurst, and then probably Todd Gurley mm-hmm. filling that Devontae Freeman role. So, I mean, that's probably what's banging him up. And then, of course, like what you said with Hill, there's a lot of targets on there, and he is very up and down mm-hmm. within there. I think we both agree that Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams are fine yeah. as the one-two. No concerns there. <clears throat> um, there had there. There's been folks who have been saying that Michael Thomas. You know, you could take, you could make a case to take it in the top two or three picks, but I'd still say you. Take those three running backs up there before you'd ever even think of taking the wide receiver. Let's not get fucking, you know, funky here and try to think outside the box too much. Because when we think a lot of times outside of the box, we end up getting ourselves fucked up. Because we don't, we do something different, we don't know how to come back from it. And back up, like say a Michael Thomas in the first round. Okay, so most of your home drafts, we always talk about always running back heavy at the top. I don't give a fuck whose draft it is. I don't care how many of these people are li- listening to SiriusXM or anybody else's you know, podcast, uh, content providers or anything. It's always running back heavy in there. Always. So taking that wide receiver, taking a wide receiver, even if it's at the end of that round, is always a risk, depending upon what's going on. Because you could have... 11 running backs come off the board and you're the only one who took that wide receiver and now with how unsure we are with some of the running backs there at the top it's like okay hit or miss you gotta hit you gotta hit on your late round running back you gotta hit otherwise you're in trouble right you're playing Peyton Barber you're playing you know you're gambling with guys that you hope for the Brian Hills of the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, you're still you're still going to probably be looking at whether or not you are trusting like a Todd Gurley 
Uh, we talked about James Conner, uh, James Conner, Melvin Gordon, uh, David Johnson in that area. I mean, in that third round. Those guys could be moved up earlier in the round because of how that draft is unfolding in there. <clears throat> so you may only get one of those guys. Who knows what's going on in the second round, especially if you decide that you want to go wide receiver tight end in there. Like, I've... I've stupid Scott Fishbowl with... And I'm not saying the, the contest as a whole is stupid. I'm saying everybody gets so tuned into a lot of these contests that go out on Twitter and stuff. And Scott Fishbowl runs a two tight end. It's a, it's a super flex... On top of it, it's a two tight end where you get a point and a half per tight end uh, reception. So, you know, they're bulked up points. So, fucks everybody's thinking in there. And then people start looking at some of these leagues and they're just like, oh, I gotta get a, I gotta get a top tight end up in there. No, you don't. Just fucking sit back and wait. Get your running backs. Let's worry about the wide receivers later, you know. Mm. But, uh, um, I have I have no problems uh, problems with two guys Thomas and Adams in the first round in there if you so choose we know who's going in the first round here <laughs> who's be probably going before Michael Thomas Devontae Adams Devontae Adams yeah because we're in Wisconsin so <laughs> and that's the things that you always have to. Uh, take a look into too and you're gonna know your home draft better than anybody on you know whether or not guys like that are gonna be taken but we move on I, I I don't I don't have a problem with Jones there I don't have a problem with Tyreek Hill there if you want the upside because he does have immense upside in that offense um, yep. but it is it is very much risk reward uh, you're going to want a stable guy at your wide receiver, too, if you're going to get a uh, guy like Tyreek Hill. Even with Julio Jones every once in a while, you're going to probably want to have that stability behind there. Which brings us to Chris Godwin at number six. Uh, How much... I mean, we've. I think we talked about it a little bit with Brady, too, that yeah. we're not all that big into the passing offense. But the one guy that could probably still make it out alive and there is Chris Godwin because of the short more of a short passing game from Brady. He likes his slot wide receivers. We saw seen that with Edelman. Right, this could be his Edelman in this offense. Yeah. So and that's a PPR machine. Well how it turned out in New England, you know, maybe not all the yards, but it it's grabbing you points, ten, twelve points a week. The only thing I could say the only thing I can say on that is i Chris Godwin has more upside than Julian Edelman ever did it on the slot. Oh yeah, well, yeah, because he's a pure receiver, not like a the you know yeah, bionic man put together parts of pieces. Yeah, yeah, quarterback turned wide receiver. So <sighs> I, I, I still don't trust it at six. Yeah, it's a little high. It's a it's yeah, it's high in my it's high in my book. If you have him at six, if somebody had him at six, okay. But just, I would think about it for yourself because I, I like the next couple of guys. Right, I'd take and, Galladay over him. Yep, Kenny Galladay at seven. And, and we know Kenny Galladay is a target machine, even if Matthew Stafford gets hurt. The still, the number one focus of the passing offense is Kenny Galladay. Yes. 
he's money. Yeah. Yeah, he's money. He all day Galladay. Uh Allen Robinson at eight, I'm very I'm very much fine with. Yeah, I like him. He's it's like the only thing the Bears got. <laughs> he's just yeah. I mean, if he can do it with Trubisky in there, he's gonna be able to do it. He's done it every he's done it every single year, really. Um, the only time that he really didn't get it done was the year that he got hurt, or the year after he got hurt, he tore that ACL. Yeah. And then it, but that was more on Blake Bortles than I think than it was ever going to be anything on Allen Robinson. I don't know. Why is always Owen all back him so high? I don't know. I don't trust that. I don't know. I don't trust it. I don't see it. I, you know, in Cleveland, I don't know. It seems high to me. The reason why he, the reason why he's why so is high. Why all love, man? Why is all love? It's a name recognition. I was like Pro Bowl voting for me. Well, the reason being is because he's basically when you look at Odell Beckham, he's going to be your ex receiver. He's basically going to be how they wanted to treat Adam Thielen in the offense, right? You have your number one target. That's the guy that you're going to sit and rest on. Now, Odell Beckham, way back when, before I even started doing ADP, he was going back, um, he was in about the fourth round, which was great. Here now, he's beginning of the third. He He was stable for a little while. He was stable about mid third, mid, you know, between mid to late third, which... I would have jumped on it all day, especially if I had the two running backs. I would have said, fuck it. I would have just went with Odell. Um, but Can you bring up his stats? <laughs> what did he do last year? You want me to bring up his stats? Can you, you do want that? me to go online and go bring up his oh. stats, and you better fucking start talking. <laughs> you better start talking while I'm going to find this. I, don't, I, I just don't believe in him. I, I, it's, I think he's lost the shovel. What did he do last year? Did he have any touchdowns? How many receptions a game? You know, he was hurt last year though. Ah, cry me a river. <laughs> <laughs> he's still, he's still uh, number one. I don't. I Landry's the guy who's gonna get the catches. I don't. Old Beckham uh, hasn't. Uh, I don't know. This is. I just. I don't know. I don't believe him where he's at right there. I, I just think don't goes, like him. I just don't like him. You know? <clears throat> well, we'll see. Let's see. want to see. I do. 2019 season stats. 74 receptions for 1,035 yards and four touchdowns for a 14.0 receiving average. He had that many receptions, huh? Uh-huh. Holy cow. In a bad season. The targets are 33. Holy cow. That's kind of eye-opening. Yep. I would have never guessed. I would have put that more of like a 50-catch season. You know. And, and you know, his average matches his career average. Huh? Now, his touchdowns are down, went down, but, I mean. If you look at PPR and if he's starting to drop in the round like you were saying. Yeah. All right. So that's that's why he's there. Yeah, that makes sense. Now it makes sense. Sh- it, it's gonna be a. It should be a better offense. It should be run better, especially even with it being a little bit more run heavy. That's gonna open up. That's gonna open up the passing lanes for uh, Mayfield. 
and he should get, be able to get Odell involved. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm warming up now. <laughs> but do we like Mike Evans at number 10? I don't know it, it, that's uh, that's a hit or miss guy too. That's very that's like definitely a poor man's Tyree kill. You know, <laughs> uh, he can have a couple seasons or a couple games where he disappears completely, and then the next game when you're like, ah, should I even flex him? And then you do, and then boom, he's two touchdowns. You know, twelve receptions, a hundred yards. You know, so it's like right. You, it's nice guy to have, but you better have a backup plan with somebody consistent, consistent for you at receiver, producing your points. Otherwise, you're gonna be hurting, you know. Right. Let's see. Last year, last year, sixty-seven, sixty-seven receptions. That's see, 11, that's the season for eleven fifty-seven and eight touchdowns. See, that's to me, that's the season I thought Beckham just had, you know. <laughs> Eight touchdowns, though. I mean, he's going to get some goal line looks or the in red zone looks. Yeah. You know, uh, Brady's a whole new wild card, but they play smart football, so, you know, they're probably going to give him some looks, especially, like I said, red zone. Well, I, I, I don't know. The thing I like about Mike Evans is the fact that he hits 1,000 yards every year. But I think I don't think you're going to see much of an improvement on this, I don't know if you're going to see eight touchdowns in there either. Yeah. I think you're going to see. I I think you could see more of this 2017, where it was 71 receptions for maybe just over a thousand yards, and five touchdowns. Right. So, if you could get Evans as like your number two, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. If you could get, <laughs> if you could have Evans as your number two, but it's probably going to mean that you're going to have to. You're, you would have went wide receiver early, and then you're going to get Mike Evans. You know what I mean? And it's kind of a – to me, it's kind of a – I don't know if I can trust I, – I love, I love Mike Evans. I love him as a player. I just don't know about it this year. Yeah. And this is the first year that I've ever went into going, I might not even consider him even if he's sitting there. Yeah. Fair enough. So, but moving on, we'll go eleven through twenty. Uh, Cooper Cup is your new number eleven, followed by Amari Cooper, DJ Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, Calvin Ridley, Adam Thielen, AJ Brown, Robert Woods, DK Metcalf, and Cortland Sutton. Oh man! How about that list? I liked that whole list right there. You 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 said you like Cooper Cup now. You like him at eleven. Is a mid third. Oh, end of the third actually. End of the third. Yeah. I like he's uh, it's it's like eight receptions a game, man. Yeah. Now see the worry was that yeah. they they'd be involved a little bit more towards the end, and that was taking away from Cooper Cup's production. Now are we worried that? They could quite possibly keep continued to do because they were having success with it, which means that Cooper Cup actually should be more down here where Robert Woods is at eighteen. Well, I would uh, see where that where that turn is where you would you know, Cooper Cup is. I'd probably do Juju Smith Schuster, which is what the 
four four spots down from him. Right. Over Cooper Cup or Calvin Ridley, Thielen, and then maybe Cup. See, I drop him down a little bit, but I, I still watching that offense last year. You know, Cup, Cup, and then Woods. You know, pretty solid. See, I can't. PBR guys, I don't know. I'm a Cooper. We've been Cooper Cup guys for you know since he got drafted. Um, but I do have concerns. I think he is too high. I think that's his that's his height of his value is right there. So you're drafting him at peak Cooper Cup. Yeah. What he's going to be able to return, right? I'd rather pay lower and be able to yep recoup all that cost oh, yeah. in there. So I'm actually going to stay away from Cooper Cup if he's going to stay there. Like I said, if he was down here by where Robert Woods was, 18, you know, pick 44 overall, so in a little bit more towards the end of the fourth round, that's where I would get him. Cooper, I'm fine with at 12. He's the number. He's the number one. They're going to switch him back and forth every once in a while into the slot too, and a lot of people don't understand that him and Ceedee Lamb will switch every once in a while. Gallup's going to be the only guy who's going to stay on that outside every time. But uh, <clears throat> Amari Cooper, you also have a guy that you deal with some injuries every once in a while. Uh, so it's it's kind of, are you willing to deal with that risk to get the reward of a guy in an offense that we expect to be very good again? Yeah, I, I'd take the risk. I, I agree. I'd take the risk on him. DJ Moore? Yeah, the whole situation there. I love DJ Moore. I had him on last year. Such a solid dude for me. Consistent points guy. Mm-hmm. But this year, I got Teddy Bridgewater, Philip Walker. If Bridgewater goes down, I'll be. Uh, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson. They got weapons. You know, yeah. uh, I uh, not at that current draft spot. I'm not touching DJ more that high. If he falls, maybe. Yeah, well, I, mean, yeah. I remember. You know, I remember uh, last year we had a draft. He didn't get drafted until like the seventh round. Yeah, it was great. I had a couple leagues early. Same thing. I was like, sweet, and not at all. Like. Right. I got two, like, number one receivers. Yeah. You so, know, so I was like, it was a bonus, you know. Yeah, so that, I mean, that 3-4 turn, I still think it's a little bit high for DJ Moore. Like the player, I just don't like the situation in yeah. there. Well, now, so. like what you said with, you know, you were saying uh, uh, with Cooper Cup dropping below Juju Smith-Schuster, I agree with you on that. Why Why do you like Juju Smith-Schuster? Well, Big Ben is back. Uh, Big Ben... Makes that offense, and his guy is Juju. Yeah. And he can throw the ball accurately deep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unlike the other five guys they tried to send out last year. Right. Yeah, out of all the guys that are there, this whole Deontay Johnson uh, uh, skyrocketing ADP, which is. Who? Like, <laughs> it's complete bullshit. Um, I like Deontay Johnson, not. Not as much as apparently everybody else out there. But Juju Smith-Schuster and Beth, Ben Roethlisberger have the rapport. 
Mm-hmm. That is his guy. If he trusts anybody, it's going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. And you're going to see Schuster back at doing that slot roll when they go three wide again. I don't know why some people think that this is not going to happen. Um, They're wrong because you're going to see three wide. You're going to have Deontay Johnson and James Washington on the outside because neither one of those are going to be able to do what Juju can do on the slot with the slants and the crossing. I like Washington. You like James Washington? I do like Washington. Yeah. I'm cheering for him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for guys. So like, do you like him, or are you just, are like, you just like, I'm cheering for him, guys. He's, good, he's uh, a good sport. I, I, I love him. I'd take him over to Deontay whatever. Deontay Johnson? Yeah, I'd take him over. Really? Yep. Okay. Interesting. He's going to bloom this year. Uh, next on the list at 15, we have Calvin Ridley. We like Ridley there. I think he's still. I think he's a little high, but I would like to get some shares of Ridley. Mm-hmm. Agreed. He's going to be eating up the PPR points. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially if anybody wants to double cover Julio, like I said, he's going to be the second in line. He's the uh, most talented outside of Julio Jones on that team. And then, what, what the best case? It's like a win-win because even if Julio gets hurt, then he becomes the number one. So then he's still right. getting the targets. You know, I like it. Yeah. Get yourself some Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Overall pick forty-one. So you're looking fourth round pick. Not bad. I I don't hate it. Uh, Adam Thielen for Minnesota comes in at number 16, 42nd overall. We like Adam Thielen? Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out now that Diggs is gone. Mm-hmm. Because I thought Diggs maybe ran a bunch of cover for him. You know, that opened up a lot of those one-on-ones that Thielen was getting. You know, um, now that he's going to, Adam Thielen is supposed to be the man, can he thrive on it? We'll, we'll see. But that's all they got. I like Justin Jefferson. Uh, was a, uh, was a good draft pick. Yeah. Great draft pick. Uh, will that timing get down with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson? I don't know, but I know the timing with Thielen is probably there, and they'll probably have to be trusting him more early on in the season until Justin gets up to par or that old Lavis blah blah Johnson. All, all the BC Johnson. Yeah, that guy. That's the only guy I can actually pronounce. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Who's Kirk Cousins going to be, like, go-to? Like, we broke it down to, like, when you were looking at uh, Matt Ryan's um, progression. You know, what's the number one? Uh, Number number one should be Thielen. Now, there's talk that they're going to run the two tight end sets in there, too. So you'd see a little bit more of Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith Jr. You could say that's a check down number two is Rudolph, and then maybe three is Justin Jefferson. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, so that's – so Thielen – just by breaking it down, I mean, it's definitely number one. It's definitely going to be a consistent PPR guy for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, will he get the touchdowns and stuff that he's had a couple of years ago or whatever's brought him the uh, – maybe, maybe not. But it's he's a number one, and it's going to be a, a solid point guy. And that's what you need in your lineup every week. Yeah. So I'd take him. And uh, right there it seems fair where he's at, you know. It's. I think it's fair. It's better than where he's he had been going. Where a lot of people going were taking him in the early third. Okay. You know, and they were trying to take him in the late second. 
Um, if he drops down, that's even better. Let's if he drops down, if, if, he sleep, if he keeps dropping, people keep sleeping on him. Well, that's even better. Well, if know? he drop, if he dropped down lower than say forty two, like if you're telling me you get him at the end of the fourth round, I'd hop on it every time. Yeah. Um, even with my whole thing, I don't like the fact that he's a shorter he's a shorter wide receiver playing on the outside, uh, which is tough. It's very tough. Uh-huh. Um. He's shown some wear that's concerned me uh, the last couple of years. So, but I mean, in this case, like I said, at 16, at least he's not getting pumped up as a wide receiver one. He's getting pumped as a wide receiver two. You could have the benefit of them them moving him into that slot and and trying to play games with him being a slot guy, like what they did with Diggs. If they, uh, you know, they maybe if he can do it. Well, the smartest thing to, to have done out. is even if you were going to get Justin Jefferson, and I understand that they didn't, they didn't, the, you know, Diggs was fighting for a contract. You know, he wanted to get an extension and all that, and that's why they traded him. I mean, the best thing that could have happened was even if they had drafted Justin Jefferson but never got rid of Diggs, they could have had those two on the outside and ran. Thielen in the slot or switched him and Jefferson in between mm-hmm. from time to time. But I don't I don't think they can do it. I don't, out of the wide receivers that they have now, I think they're stuck leaving Thielen on the inside. Now, if Tajay Sharp comes about, you know, who signed from Tennessee, if he could step up, and be that guy on the outside, then maybe they could put Thielen in the slot from time to time in three wide sets. But that, I mean, you're asking a lot for Tajay Sharp to become a start, you know, yeah. kind of more of a start. I, know, I, see, I actually see more like Chad Beebe and these two guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't move uh, Ola BC outside or Chad BB Chad BB outside. Kind of handcuffed to what they got there, but yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, let's go to our next guy, AJ Brown out of Tennessee, uh, wide receiver 17, 43rd overall. You surprised me last year, surprised you, yeah, yeah, a little, um, little inconsistent, but little inconsistent came on late in the season. I don't think you can expect what was going on late in the season to happen. Um, this year, there's going to be a lot more attention drawn his way. That's why I kind of like Corey Davis sneaky late. I'm not a hundred percent sold on that, but that's some something that you know you could take a shot on on there. But it is a, it's a run heavy offense again. Yeah. But he's the number one, yeah. and he's got the upside. Uh as my wide receiver two. Maybe, maybe, but I think you definitely at the very at the very worst out of the wide receiver ones you'd want Galladay or Robinson probably as your steady type guys in there. If you didn't draft um, Michael Thomas or you know Devonte Adams, for instance, who are going to be your more consistent as at the very top. Yeah, I'm. I like the kid, but I am not. I'm staying away from Tennessee receivers. Just you know, you don't like Tannehill. 
I, uh, I, I like his story, but no, I, I don't. I just don't like that offense for receivers for my fantasy points, <laughs> you know. And maybe that's being closed-minded, but uh, I, uh, to me, I'm off. off sure. Yeah. What are we? <laughs> I like Robert Woods. I've had him in a few leagues. Uh, he's actually a pretty consistent, uh, quiet receiver. Wide at wide receiver eighteen. I actually like Robert Woods better than Cooper Cup. If you're going to tell me if Robert Woods is going to fall down there, yeah. and I know he hasn't scored the touchdowns, but he, he can't cons- he can't stay like that either. He gets twelve catches a game, you right. know. So I mean, yeah. Uh, DK. He's Reagan. a good. He's a good wide receiver. I I, I think you. As far as Robert Woods is concerned, I think you're fine right there. Yep. Right. You want to jump to DK Metcalf? You like DK Metcalf? I well, know you're excited about him. Well, I just come on, admit it. Uh, I'd be really excited if uh, James T. Cadditch doesn't draft him this year. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, well, he started. I didn't believe in him. I thought it was just a big muscle head, and the kids just started catching the ball, making plays. And Russell Wilson's an accurate quarterback. He gets him the football. You know, that's one big weapon they got. I think he's going to start taking off. Metcalf definitely showed that he wasn't like a one-trick pony, and I think that that was a big thing. So as a late wide receiver, too, in that, I'm absolutely fine with that. I would take a shot in there. And I think he's actually going to start being more of the number one over Tyler Lockett, Um, even though I think – Lockett's probably the more trusted option, but we did see him kind of fade off late in the season as 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 Metcalf was going up. Yeah, well, and Lockett's that small target, like you talked about, and Metcalf is not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can make more mistakes throwing a ball to Metcalf because his wingspan and his jumping grip and catch radius. Uh, last but not least, at number 20 is Cortland Sutton, and I'm actually surprised that he's still just sitting at number 20. Shh, keep him there. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep him there. Probably because of the new quarterback, maybe. You know? I, just don't, I just don't think anybody really pays attention to it. Yeah. Nobody pays attention to Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton is a st- has been a stud his first two years. He's a, yeah. He's a kid I wish I didn't cut last year. I had to make a decision to get rid of him because of uh, restrictions on my injuries and stuff and I had to drop him And when he was slow in the beginning of the season and boy did he just jump. I think somebody in our league sitting next to me picked him up right away <laughs> and enjoyed his stats the whole season. Yeah, I mean he jumped. Like It was 2018. This is a growth. So 2018, he had 42 receptions for 704 yards and four touchdowns. We jumped to 2019, <laughs> 72 receptions for 11, 12, and six touchdowns. 15.4 average in 2019, down a little bit. He was 16.8 in there, but I mean that was coming along. Um, they, you know, they get rid of Emmanuel Samuel's to 49ers last year, and that he just. Yep, he took off, and he's pretty. He's pretty consistent. Um, not flashy, but he gets the job done. And it's just nobody really pays a lot of attention to him. And I, I at wide receiver twenty, you want him there? Fine, I'll take I'll him. I'll take him. You tell me late fourth, early fifth. 
I'm fine with it. All right, now let's go to our next 10 at, from 21 to 30. We got DJ Chart, Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen, uh, Tyler Lockett, Devontae Parker, T.Y. Hilton, Stephon Diggs, Marquise Brown, Tyler Boyd, and A.J. Green. DJ Chark at 21. Good with it? Yep. I am too. I, he's going to be awesome for Jacksonville. He's another one of those guys that have been growing. and uh, But he, I think he's getting a little bit more respect because he started way down as like a wide receiver four early in, early in this off season, and now he's up. Now he's up here to the top of the wide receiver threes. And you can see his confidence as a season, like in himself, watching highlights and watching some of the games. Even though it's hard to watch Jacksonville Jaguar games, <laughs> but watching a shark, like uh, he believes in himself, and it's starting to take off. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> the uh, it's pretty much their only big weapon there. He's got speeds for days. Yeah. And he had he had quite a jump from uh, 2018 to 2019. I mean, he only had 14 receptions in 2018. He, he got hurt. Yep. Early, I want to say. Uh, IR'd early in the season. Yep. It comes back in the next year for 73 receptions, 1,008 yards, and eight touchdowns. And we're talking that's with... Uh, uh, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew, Uncle Rico. Uh, Gardner, so, yeah. Oh yeah, I like him. You getting the job done? He's top. Of, he's the early round five guy. Get yourself some DJ Shark. If not, maybe be, take a look at Terry McLaurin. You have to. Uh, he was. Uh, what's his face? Uh, like go to guy. He was. He's a great route runner. Uh, yeah, Dwayne Haskins. He's a great route runner for a rookie. He, I mean, it was unbelievable how he was running and how crisp his routes were for a rookie. Right. And, and then he was getting there like other teams' best corners, and he was still beating them. Yeah. Um, uh, the only problem is like who's the number two and stuff. Like they could cheat to his side now that he's become something, but. Well, and that's you know, why that's why I almost think now with the Calvin Harmon IR going to IR with the ACL that they have to put Gandy Golden in across from him. You need a guy that could potentially stretch the field, and I understand he's a rookie; he's going to be raw as shit. Gandy Golden comes out of out of Liberty; it's a smaller school. Um, but he's got talent. He's got speed. You can't teach that. It's just God-given talent. Mm-hmm. Now, as long as he, they can get him in into camp right away, and t- and get his route running and making sure it's crisp and accurate, then at least you've got a guy that they've got to worry about on the other side and make sure that they can't slide a safety over to McLaurin. They're going to have to play it straight. On there, and I don't think they're going to do that until they do. They those guys prove something yeah. first. Uh, that's be it. Might be a slow start for McLaren, <clears throat> but he's still the number one. That's the only talent you see there, right? So, so. but we're talking wide receiver twenty-two at fifty-seventh uh, overall. So it's a safe pick. Yeah, uh, Keenan Allen. Nope. 
No, not touching him with Tyrod there. That son of a motherless goat. <laughs> I think Keenan Allen's going to continue this down this downturn. Uh, so I'm not really on to him, and that's kind of the same for me for Tyler Lockett. I'd put Gallup up there over Keenan Allen. Anyway. <laughs> Michael Gallup's at 31. We're not talking about him yet. I know. I'm just We're saying. We're not talking about him yet. So. Keenan Allen can go so I think Keenan, suck farts. As far as I'm concerned, right, <laughs> Keenan Allen and Tyler Lockett, I'm not really looking at them this year. I just don't see it. Um, what do you? What's your thoughts on Devontae Parker, though, out of Miami, wide receiver, twenty-five, sixty-second overall pick? Uh, he, uh, he kind of, uh, he's got to fall farther down the line for me to take him. I don't like him, but I know um, he was like the only thing Miami had at the like the second half of that season, right? And you know, big point skitter. I mean, the guy's got. Oh my god, the guy can play. It's just like I don't know if he loves it doesn't love the game or what like there's some inconsistency about him mm-hmm. that doesn't show up week to week and then all of a sudden he shows up and when he wants to show up he's he's right there at the top probably 20 receivers if you wanted to be you know I think there's two things that affect Devontae Parker one is is Preston Williams back from injury right away if he is I think it takes a little. Uh, it's going to take away from Parker. If not, okay, Parker's good. The second is, is Ryan Fitzpatrick going to be starting for most of the season, or is Tua going to be brought in there? I'd be hard pressed to say that Tua is not going to be in there by at least the midpoint of the eight, season, seven or eight, maybe week eight. And I think Tua being in there is going to take away from Parker versus. If you were going to tell me Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be in there all year, or for the most of the year, say 12 games or whatnot, and so they could leave two on the bench to learn the system and give that hip even more time to heal, you know, he's healed, but just give it that, just that more time to build strength in it. Then I would probably say I like Devontae Parker, but because they're going to run the rookie out there sooner rather than later, I'm staying away from Parker too. I just can't trust it. Next we have T.Y. Hilton, Indianapolis, wide receiver 26. He's a wide receiver 3. Maybe, yeah. Wide receiver 3, yeah. But I just see, um, just. Not as bad as Keenan Allen, but I just see more of a downward production. Um, Down, downward production. Yeah, downward production. Um, I think it all has to do with Philip Rivers. I don't know if Philip Rivers can. <sighs> I mean, T.Y. Hilton runs shorter routes, and then he uses his speed to kind of outrun people. But now you're mixing in a combination of Philip Rivers and T.Y. Hilton. Are probably both on the decline. And whether or not I'm going to try and trust that combination, I don't know. Now, if it, I mean, as a receiver three, I mean, that's a heck of a. If it hits, it's a pretty good gamble that you, you that land true. him. You know, that's a wild card right there. Uh, it uh, is true. <clears throat> and even though I like the talent of Stephon Diggs, who's right after him at wide receiver 27, I think I'd probably still like T.Y. Hilton more. Yeah. In that offense. 
Stephon Diggs going to Buffalo sucks. Because basically you have John Brown again. Which is which was great last year because basically John Brown was free in like the tenth round, but now you're looking at Stephon Diggs here in the basically mid six middle of the sixth round. And I don't know if I want to spend the money on him, especially since there's just there's too much in in the legs of Josh Allen and what's going to be happening with that running game. I think. And what if he doesn't pass him the ball enough? And Diggs has a fit, you know. <laughs> They're not giving me the ball. I right, yeah, it's it's a little too bit too much of an inconsistent passing game, and it's a, it's too high to take him at that spot. I think if Diggs drops a little farther, then why not? You know. If you were going to tell me eighth round, I'd probably say okay. I'll take I'll yep. take a shot on Stephon Diggs. Diggs is going to drop because that was by that time he's definitely going to be a wide receiver three, um, if not a four, uh, for the team. Next we have Marquise Brown for Baltimore, wide receiver twenty eight, sixty seventh overall. Uh, it's just too inconsistent for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, he had some big, a couple big games. But that, I mean, that offense is pretty well spread out, and it's, you know, run heavy. Right. Uh, and it's definitely tight end, um, double tight end run kind of, you know, based. Uh, so it's going to be hit and miss. I mean, he's going to be a guy who could just blow up for you the week, probably help you win a week or two, but when you need him, uh, he probably won't show up. If he was your third wide receiver, would you be okay with it? Yeah, like where you could fly, or where you could like flex, flex him, him in? Yeah, like a bonus. It's like you'd be like a bonus guy. If he showed up that week, that'd be great. You know, mm-hmm. you, yeah, yeah. I mean, the key to, the key for him is if that foot if that foot is fully healed. First of all, um, second year wideout. A lot of people always like them second year wideouts. You know, you get the, through the the rookie bumps in the road, you know, they hit that wall the rookie year, but then they, they you know, they explode on that second one. I think Marquise Brown could do it. The only problem I have is with the offense. I think it's, it, for a best ball draft, Marquise yep. Brown would be the, one of the guys that I want. For my seasonal draft, I kind of still want him to fall at least seven, eighth round, just because of the Inconsistency. Very high ups and the very low lows. Yeah. Um, he's he's also one of our little DFS darlings in there too, so I like him. Uh, last two in this grouping, Tyler Boyd and AJ Green. You could kind of flip it, you know, one way or the other. Uh, 29th and 30th, seven, pick 70, pick 71. So what's your feelings on Tyler Boyd versus AJ Green? Um... I kind of like. I don't. I wouldn't mind either or. Um, I probably lean more Boyd because of the youth and um, you know AJ Green's injury. Injury prone, especially lately, you know. And I he took the whole season off. Maybe not intentionally, but maybe intentionally. Um, Quite possibly. Uh, and if he's fully healthy with a Joe Burrow throwing him the ball. I mean, he finally get a quarterback and get him the ball within reason. Yeah. You know, Andy Dalton was overshooting A.J. Green. How do you do that, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, so you could get some upside out of Green if he stays healthy. But I think uh, if you want consistency, I think 
out of the two, I I probably lean Boyd with yeah. AJ Green having more upside with touchdowns. Any love for T Higgins? Yeah, I like I love T Higgins. T Higgins is a good spot with that yeah. wide receiver seventy two. So he's basically nothing. He's nothing. Yeah. You can be quietly stay down there. I, you know, take him late like that. Let's see what happens. What if those two knuckleheads eliminate each other, A.J. Green and Boyd, and then all of a sudden Higgins is the man. Yeah. You know? So. All right. So now we're past our top 30. Is there any any guys down here, any sleepers that you like? Maybe a Deontay Johnson at wide receiver 33. <laughs> 76 overall. Uh, I'm going to try to take a shot at C.D. Lamb because I think he's going to be the Greg Jennings in that offense. Um, so I'd probably move him up on my board list. Um, C.D. Lamb currently wide receiver 40, 98th overall. Yeah. Uh, um, was it well, Justin Jefferson on P-Bad? Uh, Sterling Shepard. Because he's the number one receiver for the Giants, I believe. So he was a PPR guy. Um, and if he's going that late, that's a nice number three who's going to give you at least ten points a game. But do you? But uh, at that. But at that point, when you're down there, are you looking at Shepard as maybe more consistent, or would you look at Darius Slayton, who's what? 12, pick, 12 uh, wide receivers higher at 99 overall for the upside. Uh, if you had, let's say you had, like, say your wide receiver, your your three top wide receivers already, would you go with the boring old Sterling Shepard or would you go with the sexy Darius Slayton? Well, if you're looking at it that way, then I would be, I'd probably pick Slayton. But I, I, you know, usually I'm taking my gambles on my re- first couple receivers where sometimes they have the ups and downs. So I'm filling in my roster with trying to get consistent guys. Mm-hmm. That's maybe, you know, um, maybe it's the wrong way to look at it, but that's kind of how, you know, at the end of the draft, that's kind of how I was looking at more of like consistent players for me. Right. You know, especially a receiver, because usually. What happens is we're building all the running backs first, and then there's this huge run on receivers, and you're looking at trying to fill in your roster that usually starts three receivers, maybe even four with the flex. So you got to try to find four solid guys every week. And if you have four inconsistent, you know, up-and-down guys, you're going to lose a lot of games. But you can, I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm looking for consistency, and that's what, I don't know, that's, I know Stanley Shepard. He's pretty consistent when he's healthy. Okay. So no interest in Will Fuller, Fuller this year? No. None? He's going to be hurt. <laughs> Probably hurt already. Wide receiver 35. Uh, pick 80 overall. He is one spot above Debo Samuel. I, don't even, I, I haven't even looked to see if he's had a surgery yet. I thought it was a year-long deal. I thought uh, what, what? he was supposed to be back. He was supposed to be back a couple weeks into the season. I, I think I heard. I heard that was like a like a twelve month injury. Not from what I've heard mm. so far. 
That's why I. So we gotta get that information clear. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not, uh, like, cause I, right now, I'm like, no way. Even even if he, <laughs> even if he comes back, because it was like a, it was like a Liz Frank. Yeah, or something right. like that. Yeah. And that's difficult to come from. So like, Debo Samuel is like not on my board whatsoever. Um, and we've talked, and I've talked about like, say Brandon Ayuk, or um, oh, God damn it. The slot receiver is way down here. Kendrick Bourne, who's going for nothing uh, as wide receiver 87, you know, 272 overall. So basically in a regular draft, he's not even getting considered. But I think he does need to get considered. Um, anybody else down in there that you, um, you kind of like? Uh, go up a little bit there. Uh, just missed it. Oh, a little bit more. I think it was Miko Hardman. Uh, that's uh, you know, there's that's where that you're not getting the the, <clears throat> the receptions and stuff are going to him. I saw I, I can see it going to him. They were trying to do it at the end of the last year, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know that's part of the Tyreek Hill inconsistency. Is they're trying to get Miko the ball a little bit. And I saw it during the playoff run. They were trying to do receiver screens with Hardman. They were doing their designing plays. They just weren't going to him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nice guy to get in that and get a piece of that offense. That's what I was, you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Whoa. Um. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Still kind of have a little bit of love for Ramakov in Houston. Yeah, like Deshaun Watson throwing him the ball. Mm-hmm. Do have some love there. They paid him a hell of a lot of money. They paid him $9 million a year. Like, come right. You go, boy. Uh, we should be able to get through tight ends here a little bit quicker. We'll just go through the top 20. Uh, we'll start with the top 10 here, though. Uh, Kelsey Kittle, Andrews, Ertz, Waller, Higby, Evan Ingram, Hayden Hurst, Hunter Henry, Jared Cook. Fine with Kelsey and Kittle, the way that they are, 1-2 there. Yep, no problems. Mark Andrews at 3, I think we were yeah. very, just very much okay with that. Zach Ertz at 4. Yeah, because uh, that potential is still there, but I, I'd, I'd actually probably grab Waller over Ertz. Really? Right there. Uh, just because I know that uh, the Raiders are going to feature Waller more. And then with Zach Ertz, I mean, don't get me wrong, Zach Ertz who could be the number one tight end, but there's so many things going on with Philly's offense. Uh, I, I, I And Darren Waller is more uh, the number two guy, you know, in their, you know what I mean, in their, in their offense. So I think he's going to bring more uh, – more points to the board than Ertz will. Uh, so I'd, I'd really? flip, to me, I'd flip those two. Really? You yep. have no concern for this guy right here? Jason Witten? He's 208 million years old. Well, why the fuck would they bring him in? Uh, they're uh, trying to sell tickets in Vegas. And you're doing it with Jason Witten? Yeah. I ain't worried about Witten. He's going to be the distraction guy. I think Ernst is just fine at four and Waller's fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, no something's no. fucked up in that situation. 
there's no reason to bring in Witten in there. I don't. You well, didn't. Did you, need, think, you didn't need a veteran presence. Did you think Waller had a relapse in his? Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe this. Well, maybe, but I don't know. I'll take Waller and the potential his potential touchdown scoring and big plays over. I, I just that's that's me. Fair enough. Uh, Tyler Higby at six. You like him there? I think it's a bit high. Yeah, nope. It's a bit high for what... Even I understand what he did at the end of the year, and it was great and all, uh, but I still have concerns on whether or not that's going to continue to be a consistent thing that they're going to do with their offense. To be honest, I'd drop him down below Jared Cook and move move everybody up one there. All right. That's how I do that. (laughs) All right. So we don't like Higby... Uh, not that at high. least not where he's at. Not we'd high. rather have we'd rather have him at the low end of the tight end one. Yes, sir. Uh, Evan Ingram, love that kid. Stay healthy, buddy. Dude, there's so much potential. I want to take a shot. At him. I know, so man. Stay healthy. Oh my goodness, <laughs> watching him play, he's like receiver run one in a tight end body. See, this is this you is know? this is what kills. Me. This was this is what kills a lot of the wide receivers in. In the in New York for the Giants is whenever Ingram's on the field, Dan and Jones has to look at him. It's it's hard not to. He can beat any any coverage that he's got any field. Yeah, stay healthy, brother. Stay healthy. I I agree, and I like I like his price this year too at eighty three overall. Yeah, that's a hell of a price. Uh, Hayden Hurst, I like too at tight end eight. Great Fill situation. The, filling the Austin Hooper role, we know that the uh, the defense is going to be terrible again, so they're going to have to play from behind, uh, which means more passing. Dirk Cutter loves his tight ends. Uh, at 88 overall, I have no, absolutely no problem with Hayden Hurst whatsoever. Yeah, we've seen him with the Ravens. Like, uh, uh, from time flash. to time. Yeah, him flash, that big plays. Uh, the guy can catch the ball. You know, they had Flacco. And touchdown in the playoff game, too. Yeah. This year. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, he has it. And now if you – just because, you know, you got Mark Andrews there. You had uh, Boyd. Uh, you know, there's like the three tight ends. Yeah. The home mess of tight ends going on with Baltimore. Now he's be able to so focus on being a number one. And Matt Ryan loves to do that. Oh, crap. Check down to the tight end. Check. Yep. Uh, I think that's – that safety valve that's built into that dirt cutter offense is that check down when your one and two is recovered. Instead of like the old school used to be the flare running back, it's the tight end in this system. And yep. you got to think, you got to think that that's going to be, it's, it's going to, you know, fall on them. I agree. Uh, Hunter Henry at, nine, at tight end nine, 95th overall. Love the price on it. Yeah. Um, I have issues. Not it's not with Hunter Henry. It's with Tyrod. It's the whole Tyrod. He never, th- he never throws a quarterback. Or he never throws a tight end. No. Yeah. So it's a bit of a problem. Now, if Herbert Herbert was in there, I'd probably say I'd be all right with it. Um, the price is fair, though, for a guy with his talent. You know, ninety fifth pick overall. Mm-hmm. So, I don't have a huge issue with it. Now, there is something I will say. Right now, uh, to keep a lookout for, and I got to find him here real quick, and that's Donald Parham, 
who was in the XFL last year for or this last uh, February March uh, before the whole COVID thing, and he was playing lights out for fucking Dallas. Like nobody was matching what he could do. And I think Donald Parham. I think what uh, the Chargers could do is they could actually run the two tight end set with him, with him and Henry in there. And I think it would actually be smart because they're wide receivers. I'd protect the quarterback too. It'll help with the run game looks. Oh, he's a, he's, a, he's a decent blocker too. All right, I'll help the run game. But I mean, when you look when you look at the wide receiving core for LA Chargers. Outside of Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, um, who you can't... There was a whole thing that people were liking Mike Williams, but they weren't liking Keenan Allen. You can't like one and not like the other, as far as I'm concerned, when Tyrod Taylor is your quarterback. That's stupid. You either like them, you either like both, or you don't like either. Fucking idiots. But <laughs> right now I have Andre Patton. Who... <laughs> yeah. Andre Patton Ooh. or Darius Jennings as the guy who's going to be across from uh, Mike Williams when they're in the three wide sets. Darius Jennings. I mean, you could make a case. You could make a case for Joe Reed, but he's a fifth round pick. He's not. He's not anything real special out of Virginia. We didn't really care that all that much for him. We looked at KJ Hill. KJ Hill should not have been a seventh round pick. But KJ Hill is not is not a guy that should be starting right away his rookie year either. So I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be forced to run that two tight end set. Um, and that's what kind of scares me about Henry is because I like Parm so much. Okay, love the kid, but just pay attention to it. We're not drafting Parm at all. Uh, Jared Cook at ten. Yeah, love it, and he came on. Towards the, the second half of the season, he started getting comfortable with Drew Brees, and I like cook it, get part of that Saints offense, man. Yep, I, I don't mind him. I don't mind him there at that spot. Uh, Mike Isik, uh we go to eleven to twenty. We're going to go through these real quick. Uh, Mike Zicky, Rob Gronkowski, Austin Hooper, Dallas Goddard, Noah Font, Font, Fant. TJ Hawkinson, Johnu Smith, Jack Doyle, Blake Jarwin, and Chris Herndon. You like Mike Kaziki? No. Uh, well, I mean, I like the kid, but I don't like the situation. It's almost the same thing we're talking when we talked about Parker. Yeah, you know, I agree. He's getting drafted a little bit too high. I think if you had a two tight, if you had like a two tight end league, or if you're using it as backup, he'd be somewhere down in here yeah. uh, between like 18 and 20. In my in my honest opinion, I agree with. That. I like the kid. It's just I don't like his situation either. Um, Rob Garkowski, you got a chance. Paul. You got a chance for uh, the obvious upside and Brady going back to like muscle memory and just throwing the ball to Gronk in the goal line. But the problem is it's Bruce Arians' offense and they never use a tight end. Right. I think I think if you do Rob Gronkowski, I think you have to back yourself up with another, another tight end, yeah. just in case we do see that situation where they're not using the tight end. Well, that and it's kind of a typical if you drop draft Rob Gronkowski the last five seasons, you needed to have a number two with tight end because right. he never stayed healthy. But at least you don't have to <laughs> draft him in the first or second round. You can right. draft him here in like what twelve? <laughs> Famous. <So. laughs> 
<laughs> so, I think he's fine there. Uh, Austin Hooper at tight end 13? Uh, I'd take a shot at him. Um, not sure what you're going to get there at Cleveland yet. Yeah. But, yeah. I think I like Dallas Goddard at 14, at tight end 14 more. Even though with, you have Zach Ertz there, they do love the run, the double tight end. And the kid's good. Kid's real good. Maybe not. Should have been. He should have been in in Dallas. I did, I don't know why Dallas didn't draft him that, that year. It was stupid. Uh, no fan at, at tight end fifteen. Mm. Well, one thing. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna keep. I'm keeping my eye on him though, because that that's a nice. He's a nice piece in that offense. And if you look at that, like that seven on seven offense they got with all that speed. Yep. You know that's, you know, he's gonna get yep. some decent matchups. He could be. He could be on the list of potential big upside. Yep. 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 T.J. Hawkinson, tight end, sixteen. Maybe uh, he's definitely the only thing going to tight end for Detroit, and they do a lot of run looks. Uh, so he's going to be on the field an awful yeah. lot, man. So your opportunities, mm-hmm. and it's hard to find him with the tight end. So, yep, I take him. Yeah. Uh, John New Smith for Tennessee. Man, that guy burned me so many times. Like, this is the week he's supposed to show up. This is the week. Everybody's jumping on him again. Nothing. And nothing. I I don't. I, I said it when I went through the AFC South. I'm like, I don't know what everybody's looking at because I'm not seeing it. And, and then and then, and then you got Anthony Ferkser. Uh, he's gonna get Ferkser. He's gonna get the Ferked. <laughs> Doghouse loves Anthony Ferkser. All okay, right? uh, we love Anthony Ferkser. You're out, Johnu. You're out. <laughs> Good kid, but uh, you're actually he is really really fucking massive. He's huge. Yeah, he looks like he play right tackle. Yeah, this <laughs> this dude should be able to do a lot. More and if you're listening, please don't come to this house and beat the living piss out of me for talking <laughs> crap about you. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Jack Doyle? I, I, I like him. I, I like do Jack Doyle. Um, I I think it's gonna be uh, a, a Philip Rivers go-to guy. He's going to do down to check down as he's learning so that too. offense. It's going to be stealing PPR points early. Yeah, I like Jack Doyle in there. Um, I'd even take him as my tight end one if I was going super late and just waiting until the very end. I agree. Uh, Jack, Doyle, Jack Doyle will be fine for me. Uh, Blake Jarwin for Dallas. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't like anybody on Dallas at tight end. I don't <laughs> I said it before. Fuck Blake Jarwin. Uh, Agreed. Fuck that. Next. (laughs) Uh, Chris Herndon, tight end 20. I'm going to keep an eye on him. Uh, Man, he got a tough break last year with the, you know, what he got. Then he gets suspended and he came back from suspension and then got hurt in practice the week. But the kid had some production to him. And, you know, with uh, Sam Darnold, they're probably going to be behind a lot. So they'll be passing. And that's a check down guy. So. I, I, I don't know if he's that. I mean, he could be. He could be. He could be. But he's probably not going to get drafted, so you'll be on that waiver. Well, wire most you. most leagues you're not going to, anyways, because yeah. you're not with. You know, you're only drafting one tight end usually. But I'm watching the crap out of him. You know what I mean? I'm spying on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody that you like that's outside of the top twenty that you've had 
that you're keeping an eye on? Um, definitely keeping an eye on, uh, maybe this is a Packer fan of me, but Jay Sternberger, um, that, that's kind of more of a stretch. Uh, I, I see him more taking off and mid season on, but, uh, keep an eye on him. Yeah. And, uh, Dawson Knox, pretty solid, but it's a tight end thing in Buffalo is tough. Right. Um, right now I would like to know where Delaney Walker goes if he goes. Probably end up in fucking Chicago or Seattle because, you know, both those teams just need to have 30 fucking tight ends on their team. That's right. But, uh, are you going to try, are you going to dabble at all with what's going on in Seattle? Chicago, we already know, is a shit show and we shouldn't be drafting in there. I think we both agree on that. But, Seattle. The dismissal? The dismissal. <laughs> dismissal. Will dismissal. The dismissal. is going to be back, but I mean you've Will got. Dismissal. But I mean you've got Greg Olson. They drafted Colby Parkinson and Stephen Sullivan, who I told you about, mm-hmm. and I was surprised that he actually got drafted. Um, Luke Wilson and Jacob and Jacob Hollister. You know Hollister was doing well in there too, which was why I found it. I found it odd that they drafted two tight ends. I might be going to a different philosophy on offense a little bit. Maybe some more two tight end looks with all these guys. Probably. Um, that's kind of been the trend lately in the NFL that we're seeing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I guess I'd kind of stay away. Uh, a little. I mean, I'm going to be peeking at those guys. You know, hopefully they're still hanging out on the waiver wire, and and when when you start seeing something. Being consistent team week, maybe jump on it as, as you're you're throwing on the bottom half of your roster if you can afford to. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, get them on there, you know, or you know, a couple weeks ahead of time, maybe somebody stands out. Yeah. But for the most part, no, I'm staying away. It's gonna be tough. I, I don't even know Same if I can dabble with it in DFS unless you know injuries happen. Seeing how the roster kind of pans out, I don't. I, Honestly, don't know if I could trust the situation at all. I'd rather, I'd rather, I would feel more comfortable in DFS just going ahead and just paying up for, say, Zach Ertz than even messing with that because it's just a clusterfuck and you could end up taking a zero and getting yourself completely fucked. Um, All right, let's do defenses. Let's just do defenses real quick. Let's just go through. Let's go. Let's go through the top 12. Ready, break. So you got the Niners, Steelers, Ravens, Patriots, Bills, Saints, Bears, Buccaneers, Chiefs, Rams, Chargers, Vikings. You have a problem with that list? Yeah, Vikings. At at number twelve, I kind of I kind of have a feeling too because of their their secondary. Yeah, I don't like the Vikings in general because the Vikings are purple. <laughs> I know you hate purple. I know you think they're tough, especially their fans. <clears throat> oh, sorry. But do uh, you have any problems with any of the other teams in there? Or is that uh, well, I, at first I was going to be like the Patriots, and then uh, this week when they or last week when they signed uh, Cam Newton, Cam Newton, I'm pretty happy with that because uh, I thought it was going to be a lot of three and outs in that defense, which is very good. Right, uh, would be on the field too much and yeah. get burnt out. Uh, Buffalo Bills, I like. Saints, Bears, Bears are probably going to get you a lot of sack numbers. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Bucks is this is a sleeper defense. They got really good towards the end of the season last year. 
course they they're just on the field too many times because some certain quarterback threw in 30 interceptions and that, if, and, you know and that's why a lot of people are on him now for this year because mm-hmm. Brady's not going to do that um I guess I'm okay taking a shot on Tampa Bay because of that. Now, Kansas City Chiefs defense, I don't know why they're number nine. Um, You think they should be higher? No, I think they should be a little bit lower. I think at the very most they should be right where the Minnesota Vikings are at 12. Well, I could see uh, a couple things that would stand out to me is playing from ahead all the time and kick returns, if you get points for kick returns with their weapons. Because uh, when you're playing from ahead a lot, uh, you're forcing teams to pass so your interceptions and stuff, your opportunities for the big plays are up. And I get are they, that. Yeah, and are they worth where, the, you're, where they're at? Maybe not, but I see it. I don't know. I still think they're going to be bad against the run. We still got to figure out what's going on with this whole Bashad Breeland drunk driving thing. Because um, he, it's a possibility that he's going to get suspended. Traverius Ward actually started sucking really hard towards the end of the year. He wasn't doing all that great. Um, now they will have Juan Thornhill back at, at free safety, which is very good. Mm-hmm. That was their rookie. Daniel Sorensen kid played pretty solid for him all last year too. Yeah. So you can, yeah. I think it's gonna be hit or miss. I just I don't know if I want to put any trust in it. I do agree with you on the Vikings there. Rams, I'm okay with. Chargers, actually, I'm surprised that they're up there, um, but their defense actually should be very decent this year. Um, they're almost the same thing. I was concerned about the Patriots. Yeah. And what are they going to do on offense? It's going to be three and out, three and out, three and out. That Chargers defense is going to be on the field a lot. Yeah. You know. That, that is true. <clears throat> I will give you that. Um, anybody that you're looking at kind of a sleeper outside of those top 12? Maybe not even really a sleeper, but a just you, have, you think they belong up in there. Uh, I, I think maybe the Colts, well, can, you can move up there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the Colts is really good defense. Colts being defense number fourteen. Um, you know the Eagles always seem to bring it. Somehow they just put together uh, games where they it's turnovers and mm-hmm. um, up and coming teams or uh, defenses. Uh, maybe the Broncos there. You know they still they still got Von Miller man and Chubb. Yep. You know, and if that offense does click and they start playing from ahead, uh, it lets that Broncos defense pin their ears back, and it's Vic Fangio uh-huh. in, what, year two now? Yep. Uh, so that's uh, Broncos, I would, I'd say out of all those teams, that's probably the Broncos I'd keep an eye on the most. I agree with that. Uh, I've said I want to kind of keep an eye on the Cleveland Browns. I think they can be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, same type of same type of thing that people are saying with Tampa Bay, right? Ball control offense is going to keep that defense off the field. It's going to give them fresh, keep them fresh, uh, longer throughout the game. So <laughs> they really, played a lot of defensive snaps last year. Fuck yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, I think you still have to respect Green Bay. Um, 
they should be higher than 20. I'm not saying within the top 12, but I think they definitely deserve to be at least the three out. Interceptions, and now maybe even with the return game, now that they got that kid uh, for a whole season, uh, what was our returner? Um, Tyler Irvin. Tyler Irvin, yeah. Yeah. You know, so he got points all three areas there. Um, another team that I, that I, you know, religiously keep saying that I'm going to keep an eye on is that one right there, Detroit Lions. Yes. Not drafting them unless it's best ball. I'll draft them as, like, say, my third defense or something like that. Uh, but in seasonal, that is a defense you're going to want to keep an eye on, especially if they do end up getting the two early preseason games because I think they could be pretty special. And I hate to say it, but as far as any of the teams within the NFC North that could compete with the Packers, I think it could honestly be Detroit as long as they don't shoot themselves in the foot. Agree. Uh, what they did on their roster turnover uh, in their in their draft is uh, they're quietly turning that thing around. It's just whether or not the coaching staff is actually smart enough to do anything. Yep. Can they hold it together? But that's it. That's it, man. We made it through the wide receivers. We made it through the tight ends. We made it through the defenses. All right. And uh, just a shade under a decade, too. All right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Giggity, giggity. But uh, is there any closing thoughts? Uh, This is going to be the last, last, last one until... Hopefully, you're coming down for a draft at the end of August. We can do another podcast when you come down. Um, But anything anything on your mind that you want to get out before we get out of here? Well, just hope that uh, the season goes. I'm looking forward to the draft in August. You know, at least we're all getting together, have a good time. Um, No, man, it's been fun. It's been a fun couple days of doing this. Uh, Thank you for inviting me. Well, do it. well, thank yeah. you for having me and me and the girls, and and we appreciate you. Hey, like and share, subscribe to the doghouse. Like, share, subscribe. Let's get it out. Come on. <laughs> I know you don't want to share it with your fucking league mates, but share it with your family and your friends. At least get them sons of bitches to fucking subscribe and <laughs> give me a goddamn five star rating for fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I only got fucking four. Let's go, let's go, we are out! Grace. And you know what? It's because they named him Jess. Jeff.
Wow, you were really good at ring toss. I had I so much fun with that. I cannot take this. I cannot take how boring you have become. How are you supposed to be a strong, thrilling, powerful warrior and lover with a name like Jeff? It is like a weak ejaculation. Okay. <laughs> Jeff. Okay, all right, all right. You know what? <laughs>